you're talking about? Wait, are we gonna are we gonna tell people about the fries thing? Like well, I think you just up. did because we're now live. So, oh, are we? Hey. <laughs> yeah. hey you well, might as well have just told them. Yeah. Fa- okay. So James used to give us a countdown when he went live, and, and now, now, he, now it just <laughs> happens right in the yeah. middle of us talking about. I like something. to play fast and loose. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we used to. We all used to almost like get one of those little clicker things. You have one in your office. We should we should be using. Now it, I just start because I know that we're gonna spew a couple of minutes worth of nonsense before we get into it. That's so true. Yeah, I that's figure fair. why not just start. Yeah. People yeah. can hear what's in our brains and yes. First bit of nonsense. That kid walking by was giving me some real side eye. Oh, out I, the, don't, out I don't the appreciate it. Us there. Yeah, if I oh. wasn't on camera right now, I would have. So for those who do only up. listen to the audio of this, we record this in the first step room of the church. Which, yes. if you're not familiar with the church, it's a room that has windows on all one wall. So when people walk by, they can look in. It's kind of like we're in like, a fish tank. Like we're in a zoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a little like that. People like push their noses up against the, the glass. The pastor exhibit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's the time well element. spent department. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, what oh, I was saying yeah. about, what the f- about the fries? Yeah, yeah. the fries oh, last, yeah. last week. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> who cares, right? That's where we started. Yeah. Uh, no, last week we were talking about who has the best fries. And so uh, a faithful, li- I don't know if they're faithful listeners, but a listener <laughs> this weekend came up to us and was like, hey, so I just wanted to let you know we actually had our first date at Arby's. Hey, let's go. <laughs> Let's are they? Go. Are they like? <laughs> well, where are they now? Like, are they married now? Or yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. Yeah. so Very it happily, really worked happily. out. So yeah. it really worked out. It really did, but it wow. just was funny. To I hear just didn't that. know that a relationship based on Arby's had any future, and apparently it does. So it's not the only thing they have. They also they also have the meats. Nice. Uh, I was running how to work, I was running how to work it in, uh, but I, I, I couldn't you. quite think of it. I got you. <laughs> no, that's stellar. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty good. Um, Except it's not though. Arby's is not. I think we can all agree Arby's isn't good. I mean, my wife and I had a first date at first first date at Starbucks. Did you really? Yeah, second first date like was also at coffee. Average, but not yeah. Starbucks. Like that's an average yeah. first date, I think. Yeah, I so think so. My wife and I met at Red Robin. Hey, yum, yum, oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, and she, the first words she said to me, pretty much, other than "Hi, Are I'm Melissa," oh. was she called me a jerk. Yeah, she did. What? She called me a jerk. Yeah. I was being a jerk. This was before I was really, you know, walking with the Lord in a way that (laughs) glorified him. (laughs) Um, What a a disclaimer. uh, Yeah. So we we sit down and we're at the table. We're with friends, the friends that we met through. And um, Alyssa's there. It's the first time I'm meeting her. And the host comes up and starts talking. They have this loyalty program, right, at Red Robin. So the host starts saying, you know, about this loyalty program, they're introducing it, and they're like, now listen, I'm not trying to sell you anything. And I said, well, you are, aren't you? Like, you are trying to sell us something, yeah. right? Like, trying to be funny, trying to be clever, like, yeah. you know, yeah. as if that was going to get me anywhere. And I swear this host must have had just a bad day because tears started streaming down their oh, face. Oh, no. And they just walk away. Like, the pitch is oh. over. Like, they just walk away. And Alyssa goes, what a jerk. Like, looks at me and says, what a jerk. Oof. Like, serious. She's dead serious. Yeah. And then I feel like a jerk. And of course I was being a jerk. Of course I was. Yeah, That's sure. absolutely a jerk. Yeah, those thing feelings are true in this case. <laughs> yeah, no, she was correct. Yeah. She was absolutely correct. I like to think that I wouldn't do that kind of a thing anymore. Goodness gracious. But yeah, and, I mean, uh, yeah. that was her first impression of me. So I had a little bit of work to do to... To repair that, but we yeah, got there. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Glad yeah. to see it worked no, out. I've, Second uh, date was at Funworks, and I fell in the lake. Yeah, you did. Yeah, the Talk boat. about a water hazard. 
Oh, <laughs> so with you, they vote the boats, right? Like where you can yeah. shoot each other and everything. Oh in the yeah, water? <laughs> for some reason I thought you were playing mini golf. And you just that's, that's yeah. went to get that's your ball or something. I tumbled I was like, in. What? Like, dude, you suck at golf, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am not good at golf. That is correct. Yeah. But I, uh, I also fell in the boating lake. So they have these boats where you shoot each other, right? Yeah. yeah. And we went over to the shore and they moor them up on the shore while you get out. Right. And so, yeah, it's not like a Navy yard. They're <laughs> tiny little boats. But Mooring them is hilarious when you see the Funworks boats. That they have. I know, they're tiny. <laughs> think it's of like ridiculous. a noble vessel, but no. So they put the, or I put the boat up against the thing and the person who was in the boat with me climbed out and I didn't think anything of it. I started to climb out as well. The issue is they haven't tied it up yet. And so I have one foot on land and one foot on the boat. And I don't know if you know how that works, but Not well. the boat starts to float away with my foot on it. Yeah. And my f- other foot is still on the shore. Yeah, but your center of gravity is not where you could just like lift your foot up. That is correct yeah. because I would have fallen in either way. That's well, right. what happens is the you know I get so far apart. I'm doing the splits basically at All this right. point, and I fall face first into the lake. Yeah. And the FunWorks employee comes over and they're like, "Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry." Like, and at the time, like I'm I wasn't living here. I was from the UK. I was living in the UK, and I think she thought we were gonna sue or something because yeah. she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Is there anything I can do?" And I said, "It's fine. I'm from." England, you know, we're not going to sue we're you. We used to do anything. this. We're used to do this. Um, but yeah, and that <laughs> yeah. was how I got Alyssa back around off of Call yeah. Me Jerk because she was laughing. She right. was on the sure. floor laughing. I'm like, there yeah. we go. I've yeah. repaired the Red Robin incident. <laughs> we we don't believe in yeah. karma, but that for sure was what it was. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't believe in karma. That is correct. I'll yeah. reaffirm that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you do reap what you sow a little bit. Yeah. So. yeah, that's the one. Yeah. All right, Victor. All right, what? Dish, dish it. <laughs> dish yeah, it. we've done first, first date, date stories, story. man. Yeah. Uh, first well, date. I kind of got out of mine a little bit, but I did tell you where it was. Yeah, that's true. No, uh, first date for us, um, we actually went to the movies together. So, um, Erica and I were high school sweethearts, so we were still young enough to where our parents only felt comfortable with us going in a group. So we went with yeah. a couple of friends from the youth group, and we went and yeah. saw Kung Fu go, Panda too. Go with the group, but to a big dark room. Where <laughs> <you Yeah. laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Just messing. No, no, no. Uh, no, but it was fun. We went and watched Kung Fu Panda too. We actually went to. I think it was Starbucks or McDonald's afterwards. Oh, nice. So yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I like yeah. Kung Fu Panda. It was so do I. It's it's Jack Black. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I should true. also point out uh, this moment in the podcast mm-hmm. that you Nathaniel, oh. your mom is joining us. Oh, thanks for pointing that out. Uh, uh, I'm, glad yeah. you f- I'm glad you found the live version. Mom. Hi, mom. Good. She says hello. Yeah, Denise is down there. She says hello from down south. Yeah. So. Exactly. Hi, Denise. Hi, Denise. I'm very excited for you to experience... Yeah, just go ahead and turn the comments Nathaniel off. Nathaniel in this context. <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and turn the chat off. We don't, we're not going to need it anymore. Hey, your mom's awesome. We're going to leave the chat yeah, on. She She's going to weigh in. We're She's looking for all the embarrassing stories, okay, Denise? Thanks. Uh, yeah, she go ahead and send us the most embarrassing one, and we'll read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, it's no longer a podcast about the sermon. No, no. It's <laughs> the Nathaniel <laughs> review yeah. now. It's the roast, the roast <laughs> of Nathaniel bus. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. Hey. Deal. I would oh also be here for it. Well, no, let, yeah. let me let us bring us on track here then. So uh, this weekend, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this nervous, weekend man. we had Pastor Chad um, come yeah. from Tennessee, uh, Memphis, right? Outside Memphis. Area. Memphis. He's yeah. in Memphis. Well, yeah, in the Memphis area. The Greater yeah. Memphis, Memphis area. area. That's right. Yeah. No, yeah. So anyway, um, dude, I'm always so blessed when he comes through. Like yeah. I, I was just telling somebody, I feel every time he comes through to preach. I feel like a like a worse Christian, and not because Good. he's like coming through and like just badgering people, but because he speaks with such like conviction. 
Mm-hmm. And, and like he yeah. believes like what he's saying to be true because it's from the word of God that it convicts me to be better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm I'm just so excited that he was here this weekend. So yeah, he was my youth pastor, and I Aww. squandered those really? years. I squandered those years when he would have been teaching me every week. So <laughs> you squandered those years <laughs> not listening to him. Not listening yeah. to him. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> no, dude, I love Chad. I and he is just such a talented Bible yeah. uh, preacher and teacher. And and man, I. I'm always blessed by him too, and he always manages to bring a word that is exactly referring to something in my life at any given time. And yeah, um, he just takes scripture and he he makes it just so accessible. And yeah. so I I really appreciate that about him, and I'm excited to dive into it. It was a great message yeah. this week. Well, mm. all that to say too, I also want to celebrate something this weekend, um, dude. Like I don't know what it was, but for those of you that came through and like were part of the weekend, this energy was just wild. Oh, it was crazy. Like the the um response, the like participation, yeah. like you guys were you guys showed up this weekend and that's yeah. it showed and it was felt for sure. Chad um came up to me. I don't remember what service it was, but he came up to me right before he went to preach and he was like, What is this? That's like the words that came out of yeah. his mouth. He's like, yeah. what is this right now? I was like, dude, the energy is... In a good is, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. In a good way. Yeah. That's <laughs> good. What is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. No, in the best way. But yeah. he came up and was like... I, I, so I mentioned to him, I was like, dude, this is... The, I don't know what... God's just been doing something so cool at this church the past couple... I mean, really, <laughs> for however long it's been here, right? But like something yeah. new and something yeah. fresh and different. Um, and I'm just super, super humbled to be a part of it. And I'm so glad that Chad was able to come out and experience that. Um over and over again, too. This is not yeah. the first time he's been out. So, yeah. For sure, man. God's mm. doing something here at Shelter Cove. And I, I don't know what it is exactly, but yeah. it's it's such an encouragement to be a part of it and to be used and to be able to serve him in this context. And, man, I just I, I love where things are going here at the church. Yeah. I caught that, too. It was a wild weekend. It man. was. Like, I'm God looking was forward good. to next weekend for sure. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, James, I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to let you. How, I'm going to let you, I'm going to have you open us up with the opening text sure. in First John nice. 4. Will you read uh, it for us? Uh, yep. Am I putting you on the spot a little bit? A little bit. I don't have good. it up, but that's good, <laughs> he says. That's what wow. You get. What All right. That's Be only prepared. borrowed. That's fine. I got to keep you, you on your to that Red Robin guy. Well, let me give some context, I guess, as to uh, a bit of a reminder. We're in the series talking about vision. Yes. And so this is the vision of Shelter Cove. This yep. is... Um, where vision. we're headed towards. No, this is what ago. we're passionate about. Um, and so, yeah, this is this is something that's our identity as a church. And yeah. uh, Pastor Jeremy kicked us off last week with it, did an incredible job talking about salt and light. That was uh, good. And so... That was a really good message, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And we ate fries after and we had the <laughs> sermon review, so thank you, you for that. And we yeah, had fries. Uh, but, yeah, and so we're in this series talking about vision. Um, we've got one more week left after this one, but Chad brings a message out of First John. What was the reference? Four, four, seven through twelve. Four, seven through twelve. Here we yes, go. Sir. I got it. All right, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation. Propitiation, even. Propitiation, yeah. I'm sorry. I just listened to the message, Let's pull up the message version. I'm sure that one's not in there. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Dude, I, don't, I would have to look up what that word means. Uh, oh, beloved, yeah. if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. Yeah, that yeah. one word trips me up because I'm it's not one that I'm familiar with. Or yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm tr- we're trying to see if Robert can look it up, but um, he's struggling. I think to put in the password or something. I, I, I was. You, you want us to spell it? I'll <laughs> <laughs> That's Starts exactly what I'm struggling with. P R O P. You guys are new. I got you. I T I A. Find the word propitiation. T I O N. No, that's my chance, Victor. Oh, oh snap, dude. Siri has it already. Google, Google's going, Google's sharing the gospel right here. All right, I, oh, I That's got crazy. It. I got it. Oh, yeah, you do? I got it. Go ahead. Okay. All right, Robert. The time action to shine. of propitiation or okay. appeasing a God, spirit, or person. You can't that use the, the word to define the word, though. Well, Google did that. Well, they but, did that. But I'm reading Google, from Google. Google bats cleanup, though, because what do they say next, Robert? Atonement, especially... That of Jesus Christ. Oh, Yo. Jesus Christ on Google. Okay. That's crazy. Do you see that, James? Look so is right it there. a word that's only directly definable in the context of Jesus? Um, like, does I this word only exist in this context? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it probably, I mean, there's plenty of um, talking about appeasement and talking about, like, sacrifice or talking about atonement. Like, there's plenty of that in other, um, like, ancient Eastern religions. And so I imagine it wasn't created, but it did definitely find its purpose in well, the I'm case interested. of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, as you look that up, can I, I want to share a few things that I thought was really interesting from this source text, and you jump in when you're ready, yeah? Yeah, you got it. Okay, Go ahead. fair. So one of the things that Chad was talking about that I really liked was that when we read in the scripture here, when uh, John says beloved, um, usually whenever we see him write this, it usually means to other believers, mm-hmm. which leads me to my next thing. I thought it was really funny. Uh, verse 7, beloved, let us love one another. Pause. Why does he have to tell these people to love one another? Why does he have to mention that? Like, I have to think that it was because they weren't loving one another in a way that was uh, characteristic of a way that God would love us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Am I, am from, I, day, from day one, Christians did not. Yeah, love each other well. Right. And I think Chad, he even goes in to talk about that a little bit, about how there's sort of a, he uses, Chad used the word cannibalistic culture. Yeah, that's right. There, there was so, somewhat of a cannibalistic culture among Christians where it's always just like, well, you're wrong or you're wrong or this is wrong. or Yeah, that's right. You don't believe right or whatever. Right. But we see here, beloved, let us love one another for our love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyway, James, did I buy you enough time? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's a word that really only exists in this context of Jesus having, uh, you know, atoned mm. for our sins. And so, uh, one, I'm looking at Blue Letter Bible, which is a good resource, by the way. Oh, nice. yeah. It's, uh, nice. it's free. And, and it is free, yeah. There's an app on your phone as well as the mobile. I mean, sorry, the yeah. uh, and apparently Nathaniel an uh, works for Isn't them that? as a representative. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. So <laughs> exactly, but no, it's a great resource. Go ahead, use my code uh, Nate twenty <laughs> oh in the description. <laughs> Five eight Nate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so it's there's an English equivalent that is added in here from the the New Testament Greek word that's used uh, for propitiation would be mercy seat. Oh, I've heard that before. Dude, wait, wait, mercy seat? Like talking about the Ark of the Covenant? Uh, I don't know exactly. I'm just giving mm. you what's in front of me as far as the English equivalent. 
hmm, according to Blue Letter Bible. But okay. The only no, other I'd be curious to research that a little bit because I think they describe the like Ark of the Covenant as being like the mercy seat of God. But I could be wrong. Sure. Well, the only other time I was going to say that I've actually heard that it's in a song, uh, which is it's kind of dated now, but Revelation song by Carrie Job. Oh yeah. Heaven's mercy seat. It's in one yeah. of the verses. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh man, that yeah. was beautiful. The action of appeasing a God, spirit, or person. So I guess you could, there could be some propitiation uh, that you do, you know, to a person. There's sure. a propitiation that you offer to a person. So. Or I'm thinking oftentimes with shrines, like in yeah. Eastern, sure. kind of Eastern thought. Like, yeah, that's my well, there you as go. Well. There's so, that word. Yeah. No, I love <laughs> yeah, that word. No. We learned together. No, this is cool, though, because, like, I, if, if it did work out that way, where it was, like, a word before, but then, like, the gospel writers here, like, took it to a whole new level with Jesus, I yeah. think that's so neat, because they did the same thing with gospel. Like, mm-hmm. they took the word gospel from the Romans, and they, like, took it to a whole new level when talking about Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's so neat that, like, you have these cultural moments that the writers are, like, taking advantage of. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good little rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, sure. definitely. Well, um, kind of bringing it back a little bit to the to the sermon here. Not that this isn't related to that, but <clears throat> Chad gives us uh, three building blocks. It says from First John that will help us be a people of love and grace. Nathaniel, do you want to take us into point number one? Yeah, share my notes. With I would you. love to. And then also, I'm curious though if you guys want to chat a little bit about like the opener. He was talking about how Christians don't often come across as people of love and grace but well let's tackle that before we get into that then yeah yeah sure no i just thought that was really interesting like in you know the example he used to kind of like hook people in if you remember is like he talked about the snl skit of Mm -hmm. like the church guy which i'm actually not familiar with at all but i'm not either i'm very familiar with caricatures of the christian faith and like pastors or christians i'm curious which ones are you familiar with um, just the well, I'm fam- I'm just familiar with a bunch of people on reels and stuff like that who oh, are like making yeah, fun yeah, of yeah. Okay, like it. almost um you know like I don't know being cheeky about the Christian faith kind of I'm I'm familiar for, for what others, it's worth on yeah. for people kind of doing um almost like satire against like celebrity like Christians oh. like celebrity Christian culture. I'm familiar with that kind of a thing is that kind of what you're getting at or Sure, yeah, no yeah. that's part of it too. Oh, okay. Like I just it's sad how we are seen by people who aren't Christian. Like, um, yeah, there's a lot of people. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah, just the prayer request we got this weekend, if you remember that from one of the guys on staff, like about his one, um, oh, sure. in the way that yeah. that person views Christians. It's like, man, like really sad. I think sad is the best way to, to put it for how people see us, you know? So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about that. I didn't, I didn't know how too far, how we wanted to yeah, take well, it. Yeah. Well, let me, let me wrap that up just a little bit. Um, I think it's equally, I think that the, as you mentioned, that that gentleman on staff, right, like shared that with us. I think it's beautiful to see that, um, and hear me right too. I know it's kind of weird, right? But it's beautiful to see that his heart is breaking for his one. Yeah, that's in right. the same way that Christ's heart would be breaking for somebody like that. Like you, you see yeah. the heart of is Jesus breaking. It is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, is breaking mm-hmm. for people like that. And so yeah. I think it's beautiful to see that exemplified through this individual who is like, dude, I'm really discouraged. Or I'm really feeling a little downhearted yeah. about it. Like, yeah. and and what an example it is for him to have come to people that he trusted to go, hey, I, I just need some encouragement. I need you guys to lift me up right now because this is an example of how we show love. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, I'm really discouraged. I need somebody to come around me and lift me up. Yeah. in my moment of darkness, right, or discouragement. Yeah. So, yeah, mm, that's, that's a good, good. opener. Yeah. No, for sure, yeah. Um, well, and I agree with the premise, too. I think there's a lot of 
there are Christians out there who proclaim Christianity, but actively, <laughs> actively live in a way that are so adverse to what we find in Scripture as to the way that Christians should behave. Yeah, the it's it's no wonder to me the the media is kind of betraying this image of. Uh, Christians who are unloving and yeah. uh, overly critical and uh, are Judgmental, trying to yeah, yeah modify behavior rather than right. actually preach a message of love and it's no wonder to me that we're we're in this place I th- I think there are people out there that have <laughs> I mean to use a use a colloquialism a little bit but have you know defamed the good name of Christianity sure uh, they've kind of dragged it through the mud in this this form of hypocrisy that they've been peddling and yeah chad illustrated that really well and i i've not seen the church lady thing i only went and sought it out a little bit because he mentioned uh, chad mentioned it and it's pretty it's right on the money there are some people who kind of uh satirize uh churches there's a guy on tiktok that does this as well i think i sent you a video of his not so long ago you did (laughs) um but he satirizes uh larger churches and it makes me think that he's he's on the inside somewhere like he's oh yeah he's in a large yeah. church somewhere because he knows he yeah. knows and it makes me think you know i wonder what dana carvey's or i don't know who wrote that skit there was a team of writers sure. i wonder who in the room had an interaction it makes me think that someone's had an interaction with you know a, a christian mm-hmm. person or a group mm-hmm. that has been overly hypocritical in in certain areas so yeah mm. and i appreciate some of the stuff that um like you had mentioned that Chad kind of unpacked, like he talked about how like, you know, Christians are seen as unloving, but that's because their definition of love is wrong. And so yeah. he kind of unpacked that. We could talk about that later. Sure. And then he also talked about how, um, yeah, there's like a level of hypocrisy that all of us will deal with because there's no possible way we can yeah. um, always be about doing what we say. And, and when right. we read the word, there's no way we can live up to that. That's why we have the right. spirit working in us. And so like, but the, the idea of closing that gap as much as possible mm-hmm. is huge because um, there's going to be a gap, but how, how close can you get, you know, to walking in the footsteps of Christ, right? Yeah. And so I appreciated the, him unpacking some Dude, of those I love things. that. And I think to take that a step further, I think it's, there's also an element of the heart. If mm-hmm. you are trying to, if you are chasing uh, a life of obedience, if you're trying to get to the point you should be at, I think that's a difference between that and just apathy. Yeah. Uh, and not yeah. caring at all about whether you're actually attaining that or not. And well, I think, so Chad said something too that really hit me. Um, if And it was so convicting. He goes, listen, if you're, if you're one, and I'm paraphrasing, essentially what he was saying was, is if you're one of those people that, pray to prayer, and you, you would say that you're a Christian, but all you did was pray to prayer and no change occurred, I'm going to challenge you that this faith thing isn't real for you. Mm-hmm. And that was super, like, I mean, I don't know, that convicted me, and not that I struggle with that in any way, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but that for, my heart went out to those people that do struggle, that, like, I yes, I raised my hand, I said a prayer, but I am actively, like, trying to... Shout out to you guys for those of you yeah. that are in that fight, because that is some hard, like, drudging to get through. Um, but equally, what Chad was saying was also true, is that if you're yeah. one of those people that said a prayer, but no change happened, but you're still claiming the name, I don't I don't know. And that's, I appreciate him saying that, because some yeah. people might be duped into thinking, like, oh, a prayer was all I needed, because that's what they true. had heard in a Sunday school class one time, somewhere, yeah, yeah. or something like that, right? So, so I appreciate him. Well, and we're that, told yeah. that those people are out there. I mean, you guys both know we've read the same book. <laughs> uh, we've all read the through Bible. a no, couple of yeah. books no. yeah. uh, that that kind of help kind of talk through this and illustrate this. Yeah. Um, 
But in one of the books that we've read, it talks about the parable of the sower. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you look at the percentage success rate of the parable of the sower, you know, it was a 25% success rate yep. uh, of people who heard the message, you know, said that they were were yeah. changed actually, by that or progressing that. Yeah. yeah, and then actually, you know, how, how many of those were, were torn up um, when things got rough or things got tougher. And so yeah. it's definitely out there. And I, I agree with the statement that, if there's no life change, when you have fully understood the gospel, when you are fully understood that you are a sinner in need of a savior and that you are nothing without Christ, once you fully understood that, once you've grasped that, there should be real life change that takes place. Yeah, yeah. there should be a yeah, the Holy striving. Spirit's going to do that in you. Totally, kind of, kind be. of, whether you're naked or not, kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah, kind of, sort of. It's you in partnership with the Holy Spirit. You, yeah. you have to to repent, right? You have to turn right. uh, towards that, and you have to chase obedience, and you have to um, be actively kind of on the hunt, <laughs> you know, for discipleship yeah. and growth. And if you aren't, then there's good reason to take a step back, reassess examine your salvation with fear mm-hmm. and trembling a little bit and, yeah. and understand fully whether you are uh, understanding of what this gospel is. And that's really a great way to put it. Life. Yeah, like, do you take a step back and be like, do I really understand what the gospel is? You know, you don't have yeah. to, like, tear up, like, well, you know, is this what I was raised with wrong or did I, is this just not real then? It's like, no, do I really get what yeah. I say I get? Yeah, Go back good. to the fundamentals. Go back mm-hmm. to the basics. Yeah. Do you understand the gospel? Yeah, that's great. Good Nathaniel, combo. do you want to take us into yeah. point one? So point one now. I've stalled long enough. That's all right. Uh, point number one, so three building blocks, like you yep. had mentioned, yep. um, that will help us be a people of love and grace. Number one, we draw upon a source of love outside of ourselves. Pulling from verse seven there, that says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Yeah. So love, and it's, truest, purest form, the kind that we're called to share with others, the agape love he talks about, like, is not from our own will, from our own heart especially. It's not found there, definitely. Right. Um, and I thought that was so good. I mean, that really challenges the, the definition of love that's um, prevailing in our day of um, the feeling and the sa- like self-satisfaction from it, how love is about, um, you know, being myself being fulfilled and Mm-hmm. And then even ways in which it gets sneaky and you reach out to other people in order to fulfill yourself and to feel needed and wanted, it gets sneaky like that. And this kind of self-serving feeling love um, that runs out really quick. Like, it's pretty powerful at first, I will admit. Like, you know, all of us have a wife that we m- had feelings for love at one point and maybe still now. Maybe it's the more of the action of love, right? But, like, that could be powerful, but it'll dry up fast, like, yeah. For us, yeah. we choose the we choose the continual daily moment by moment um, choice for love. So I think that was really really a good word. Totally, and he begi- I feel like he started with saying um, or explaining that the reason that he knows that we're talking to believers at this point is because he used the word beloved. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so we know we're talking to believers. If you look at the Greek there, what you actually get is those who are loved, let us love. Mm, that's cool. Um, so it's a, a little bit mm. of a striking kind of thing. Those who are loved, love. And so it go, just goes towards his point of loving others should come from an overflow of the love that we know that God has for us and yeah. the love that we have for him. And yeah. that should overflow towards others. But I I like what Chad said about starting with, <laughs> you know, the love we have for each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. You oh, know, I think getting that right, I think, is a good 
a good point. Yeah. I just kind of popped in my mind some, something. I don't Victor, you can kind of take with this way we want, but yeah. kind of just popped in my mind as you were saying that, like, kind of setting proper expectations for people who don't know the love of God to not be able to really show that love or reflect that love mm. as well as we might hope that they would, right? Yeah. Like, thinking about people in our lives that aren't followers of Christ, like, do we hold them to an expectation that they should be loving mm-hmm. in the same way that we are called to as believers? That's just really interesting for me. Like, right. am I expecting that of others? Well, we've talked about it on the podcast prior too. like, <coughs> excuse me, the idea of like expecting uh, sinners to behave like sinners. Like, don't be surprised when yeah. sinners go and behave the way that sinners behave. Like you, that shouldn't shock you, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in the same way you shouldn't expect believers to love like Christians love, right? I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, it's a good segue uh, because Chad opens up by reading 1 Corinthians 13 by defining like what love is and... and Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love this too because he said, "Hey, if you've ever been to a wedding recently, yeah, <laughs> yeah. then you've heard this scripture." Yes, yeah. I did not hear it at the last wedding I was at, but definitely I've heard it before. Okay, yeah. Well, let me read it for us. First uh, Corinthians thirteen, uh, verse four through what is it seven? It says, "Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude, and it does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth." Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And that's where his reference ends. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's he, really he, good. He specifically kind of camped out on the uh, does not rejoice with wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Yeah. And that was really challenging. I had a speaker unpack that for me, kind of bring it to light a um, few months ago now, maybe. Um, but just in the ways that, that love towards, um, you know, groups of people not of the Christian faith, how that love looks for them, not to rejoice in wrongdoing. So that was really powerful. And then just another great reminder from Chad then of like, yeah, love is um, not, not, it's not always, you know, rejoicing when people rejoice and weeping when people weep, right? Right. If it, if it has to do with what's right and wrong, like there is an amount of standing on what is what is true and he gave some cool pointers i think for how to have conversations like that that might that might come your way i don't know if you guys want to unpack that but well i think that comes later is that what you're getting to down here no i was talking about he mentions how um some questions to ask and i don't remember actually yeah i think it was in point one um he talks about questions to ask before you have a conversation with somebody who might um be in that situation where love for them is not to rejoice in what they're doing, but to warn them. And he talked about the way he would do that is to share with them, like, oh, I really worry about you because I love you. That the path you're going down is not going to be what's best for you. It's not going to go well for you. And then he talked about questions. um, Trying to remember them off the top of my head. I wasn't great at taking notes this weekend. He talked about um, to have a good relationship with this person. He used that word relational equity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really good. Um, is there a right heart motivation in yes. this? He talks about that. I remember it briefly, um, yeah. There were a number of other good ones that you should watch <laughs> the sermon to figure out. Sure, but those were the I'm ones that obviously <laughs> stood out to you, though. Those were the ones that stood out to me, yeah, because, um, yeah, I mean, heart motivation, and then is it the proper place to share it? Yeah. Um, I like to think I'm pretty good at the 
delivery timing. part. But timing was another oh, one. Oh, yeah. Timing. Uh huh. Like, make sure that it's the right time. Like, he, I think he used the example of, like, you, you know, you see a guy after church, he's like loading his kids into the car, he's got the car seats and the whole thing. That may not be the best time for you to come up and be like, hey, man, you're not living your best. Like, yeah. <laughs> may not be the right time for you to do that, right? So, timing right. was another one of those. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I wish I could remember them. No, that's well, no, that's a good Dang. start. Well, I was gonna say the the ones that stood out to you. I think I mean they um, resonate with me in that they give you a lot. They get you past rather a lot of the um, a lot of the trouble that you usually run into when presenting things like that. Mm-hmm. Like when you make sure that your um, your heart's in the right place, the motive is coming from a place of love. Um, and what was the other one you had mentioned? Sorry. You have like a good uh, relational equity with it. And Thank I think you. you also mentioned yeah. that have you prayed quite a bit about this as yes. well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So all of I those things that. will usually kind of get you over the whole like, well, I told them and they didn't listen. And now I, I feel like the jerk, right? <laughs> like for having said something, it's like, no, well, if you, you can check these Call boxes, back. right? Yeah. Usually they'll get you past a lot of that. Not to say that every time that you, you know, you go to correct somebody in love, will it end up that way because you can't control other people's reactions and sometimes mm-hmm. people might react adversely. Um, but yeah, I think love involves sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When, yeah. when you're approaching, especially that kind of thing with love, you're prepared to sacrifice that what you're saying isn't necessarily going to be received well. And right. you, there are times where that's not going to be in your hands to, to control. You might go at it in the best possible way that you can imagine. You might go at it having considered whether this is the right time to share uh, considering, you know, what it is that you're you're going to try and approach with this person, whether you have the relational equity, you can have all the relational equity in the world, um, but love still approaches, yeah. even if you think that that person is not going to receive, even if you mm-hmm. think that person is just gonna just gonna dismiss it, push it away. Yeah. Um, it could damage relationship. It could it could be very problematic, but love still goes. Yeah. Love still does. Um, yeah, can I? I think that's important too. Yeah, yeah can I jump, jump in? in? So sure. one of the things that um, Chad had talked about was that, like, you know, uh, the cultural definition of love nowadays almost appears as affirmation. Yeah, you know, it just affirm me. And and I, he had said something about like love does not mean that I'm going to celebrate you as you go headlong into something that's going to destroy you. Yeah. yeah, that's not what love is. And so that was something that really stood out to me um, in this yeah. first point. So that's really good. Another thing I might be good to unpack is like the definition of love, like the word that's used rather, because we, we talked about what is love. Yeah, dude, take a um, but love? Yeah, no, I think it's, um, <laughs> yeah, he did that. Did he do that at all the services? He, he did, did it at, at the one 10. and he was like, I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I saw it at the 10 in the loft <laughs> and yeah. it was stellar. Anyway. Um, yeah, he apologized it. vehemently, which I appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good for him to give us an opportunity to walk out in love and forgiveness. Um, <laughs> yeah. And grace. We yeah. forgive you, Chad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Have love and grace We're on record you. saying all of it. No. Um, <laughs> no, there's uh, essentially a few different... In the original Greek that John writes in, there were essentially like a few different... Um, in that language, a few different words for love. And mm. um, oh, I see it's like, a, it's like yes. a, a, a classic pastor thing to bring up, but I yep. don't want it to feel like it, you know this already or anything like that because I've been thinking about it in a new way. Yeah, so there's four different kinds, right? There's, um, there's like, Take us there, uh, f- I, I can't remember the exact phileo. root word, but it's like phileo. Phileo. F- yeah, phileo, which is like brotherly love. Yep. Like Philadelphia, which yep. does not have bro- a lot of brotherly love, I guess. That's what I've heard. Have so, you ever uh, been? No, I've never been. Okay, I don't want to no. derail us too hard. So phileo, sorry. <laughs> we'll yeah, talk so about phileo, that later. That's phileo. brotherly love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think that it's interesting. Um, what I've been doing recently thinking about is 
what they all come from, like what's their root of all oh, of these, sure, right? Yeah. So, so phileo is more of like just like a bond, like a relational bond, like, like the three of us, brothers, right? The boys. Yeah. There's eros, mm-hmm. which is um, romantic love. Yep. Yeah. Which is kind of driven by um, sort of like pleasure would be the word that I think Chad used this um, this weekend in, in talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the the main thing. So phileo There's eros. Store gain, which is Oh my gosh! Which one is that? Familiar. That's familial love. Yeah. Yeah. Was I mean? Was I right on phileo then? Yeah. Are they still right? That was like brotherly Fal- love. Brotherly I thought love. it was. Okay. Robert's giving me a thumbs up, so I don't care. What you Are say, you James. looking at? Do you have it up um, right now? Yeah, my like, guy. is familial love. That's another one that's like bond and and everything, right? Yeah. But I think it's really interesting. Agape, the unconditional love. I thought about where that comes from, right? Because it doesn't come from the same places as like um, a feeling or pleasure. It doesn't come because. <laughs> Yeah, unconditional love, self-sacrificing love is not very pleasurable. Um, no, it's not. Uh, it doesn't come from a place of like uh, relationship because we're called yeah. to even love people that aren't. Um, what do you call it? In any sort of like familial or brotherly relationship with us? Yeah, I thought about it. It comes from obedience, like agape, the unconditional love is like drawn from our obedience because it's. Not conditional. The only <laughs> pretty much condition is that we've been instructed to love in this way. And so now we, we do it. And I thought that was really interesting. I'm in like the early stages of thinking about it. Yeah, so no, I don't no, know if you have any thoughts about yeah, it. No, but I do. I do. I think it's good. No, I think that uh, from the, from, with the human like lens, like with the human filter mm-hmm. on it, absolutely. Because yeah. we, as Chad talks about, God is love. And so for him, it's yeah. not obedience unto him. It's just who he is. It's his nature right. in that way. That's a good but point, yeah. But from us, absolutely, I could see that. Like it, for us, it's a command. Like, you know, it, you're told to unconditionally love people as God unconditionally loves you. So for us, the origin is obedience, yes. Yeah. But for him, I don't know that that's... And the, I bet you will... Well, it might even characterize Jesus when he was on earth, right? Because he was doing all as the, the Father fathers. told him. Mm-hmm. So like he was walking in obedience perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um. But you're right, though. It is a good point how God is love. Like, yeah, because God is Trinity, because right. he's three persons in one, right. he can be love. Like, it could be yeah, so the, yeah, part so of who he is. Exactly. So, for, like so that's I really, said, yeah, no, that's for really him, good point. it's not coming from a place of obedience. It's coming from, and it's a weird thing, like a concept to kind of try and wrap your mind around. But it's, it's coming from him because that's who he is, not because of obedience, not because of feeling or all those things, although it's byproduct of that, I feel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's his nature. It's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really a good. good. That's a good thought, dude. Yeah. yeah. We, we're kind of in like a word study kick today, no, I, I love feel it, like. Though. So yeah. I'm kind of here for that. it. Well, yeah. it's valuable. We got the interlinear open. We got the <laughs> concordance. So I don't know. I'm just throwing out words now. Blue letter Bible. Yeah. Got blue letter Bible. Yeah. Okay. No, my, it's I'll valuable. My I th- and these are all great tools as you open your Bible, as you go to study. These are great tools to be able to dive in and figure out, you know, like the word propitiation. Like, I'm yeah. not overly familiar. What's the root of that? What's the exact kind of translation of that? Some of those things are super interesting to dive into. So I super yeah. encourage you to do that kind of thing. Um, James, do you want to take us into point two? Uh, I can. I'm going to need someone's there. outline. Boom. I got you. Pass this. Whoop, I got whoop. you, bro. Oh, I just bumped my mic. Class. Number okay. two, we trust that Christ perfectly saved us while we were still sinners. Yeah. And Boom. you have written down here. Go for it. Romans. Yeah, yeah. Go. 
Yeah, did Chad step. talk about Romans, or is that some your notes? I'm not, not, sh- I'm not sure he did talk about he it, but... Didn't. That was my notes, but yeah, well, take dude, that's I, almost word for word. What well, Paul I assume writes, right? you're quoting Romans Road, right? That's what you're you're thinking about there, and so Romans Road is something that yeah. you'll learn a little more about next week, and we're... Yeah, a little mm-hmm. teaser. Um, actually, this coming week, we record this on Monday, August 28th, so if you're listening back to this, make sure uh, you're at church the weekend of uh, this coming weekend, September yeah. 2nd and 3rd. We're going to give you resources that are going to spell this out uh, yeah. as to what the Romans Road <laughs> is. But yeah. basically it's a... <laughs> what? Spell it out. Spell because, it out. Because of bless. Oh, because yeah, of bless. So that, yeah, okay, okay. Okay. That's another tool. You're med- <laughs> you're muddling up the tools, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Romans Road is something that will we'll help spell out uh, in that resource, but... Um, yeah, Vic, why don't you why don't you kind of And there's a surprise this weekend. Huh? There's a surprise oh, this weekend. Oh yeah, there is. Well, yeah, we're not we're gonna not say gonna, anything more about that. We're not gonna mention what the surprise is. But be this here because weekend. it's gonna be awesome. Um it will be. so Romans three twenty three, I think is the first one I have written down. Yeah, that's yes. Right. Um so Romans three twenty three. I'm gonna read just a couple verses before that so we can catch some context. Um so starting in verse twenty one, it says, But now uh, the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, and this is the verse, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. That's literally the verse 23. It goes so that's, on. That's and the first step to the gospel right there. That's the first the yeah. first step in understanding the gospel is knowing that you are a sinner in need of right. a Savior. Yeah. I think we kind of go back to you. You can't just sounds like good news, right? Yeah, it's great news. <laughs> you can't just yeah. pray a prayer a sinner. and that and no change. Like you have to recognize there's there's some sort of a, a self um, humbling, uh, a mm. coming down of self that you need to recognize. Like there's you've fallen short. You're not worthy of it. Yeah, you know, and it's not self deprecating. That's not what that is. It's not like well, I'm just horrible and blah blah blah. Don't stop there. Right, because I think so often that, that that's kind of where the enemy will stop. Right, like mm-hmm. the, the the lies, so called, will that fill sure. your brain. You're worthless. You're not good enough. Um, you know, you're not pretty enough. I know for women that's a big thing. For guys, you're not. You know, you don't have enough responsibility, or you're not protective enough. You don't provide for your family well enough, or whatever. All those not lies. Enough. Whatever. Yeah. Just throwing that out there randomly. The skinny just people. Came in my head. Yeah. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all that to say, all that is, it's true. We read it right here. You have fallen short of the glory. It's absolutely true. You are those things. However, Christ comes and well, and fulfills then that back so half. jump over yeah. to Romans five, uh, verses eight through ten. Well, don't you have that Romans six? Then talk about the wages of sin, or do you go straight to five? I would generally jump to if we were doing Romans Road. Uh, yeah, I would generally jump, but the next what important we're pit about, stop is five for sure. Yeah, it's five eight. Is that right? So yeah, I mean, yeah. you understand first that you've sinned, and then you understand what that sin, what the consequence is for that sin. The wages yeah. of sin are death. That's in Romans six. Yep. And then you kind of jump back to Romans five, uh, and if you got that, I do. It's eight. It. Yes. Yeah, eight mm-hmm. through ten. Alrighty. So I'll start in verse seven. So uh, for one will scarcely die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person, one would dare uh, even to die. Verse 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. That's good context, actually. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, you know, if somebody's good, maybe you would lay down your life for them. But for (laughs) dirty, wicked sinners, only God has really done that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you might justify it, right? Yeah, like that's there, right. It becomes a justification game. You're like, oh, well, he's worthy of it because he, I don't know, 
we hang out all the time or we like talk yeah. often or, you know, he's we're like brothers, you know, we hang yeah. out, you know, whatever that might be. But even for would somebody you, that you, you for don't, no, I, was kidding. I would take a bullet for you. Oh, my gosh. Shout out. Catch a Bruno Mars. for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, early 2000s Bruno Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Bless up. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, but as verse eight says, even for somebody who was still in sin, mm-hmm. God would still come down, send his son and die for you. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, that the only the, other scriptural reference I had on there? That's the gospel. That's the two that you had on there, yeah. Oh, okay. If you want to go further down Romans Road, we can, but I don't want to rob too much from this weekend. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Romans, you'd then go in Romans Ro- 10, If we were going to do right? Romans Road, well, we'd finish off 6. So you do 6.23. Okay. First, you do 3.23, for all of sin yep. and fallen short of the glory of God. Yep. Then you would jump to 6.23 and say, for the wages of sin or death. Yep. But then you jump back a little bit and give the context of Romans 5.8. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Then you jump back to the end of 623, but the free gift of God ah, is eternal yes. life Come in on, Christ that's Jesus. That's right. That's right. Um, so the whole idea of we don't earn it, and yeah. you kind of hit on that a little bit yep. in what you just said. The can idea. We, can we? I know that it's not necessarily pertaining to like what's happening. Uh, yeah, I can take. Yeah, it. take your outline. Um, I know that's not super Good pertaining reaching. to what we're talking about this weekend, but I just I, I feel like um, I've had conversations with people who have always. Uh, well, not always, but have kind of talked about like, how do I know that I'm saved? Like, is it possible to lose your salvation? Can we can we talk about that really? Yeah, that's coming up a lot lately. Yeah. I've had that conversation just out was here in the you? lobby. I think I think you might you and I might have been talking about. I think it. we were chatting about how much we're hearing it. Just yeah. that question popping up. Yes. So that that topic it's called assurance of salvation. Like, yeah. How do you know you're saved? How can you be sure? Yeah. You're saved. There's a lot of different things that people draw on on this, and there's scriptures that you can get into. Um, well, John has scriptures himself, right? Uh, I could try to find it, but even is it John? hopping over to, let me see if I can find it. I don't yeah, want so to keep now. people waiting for too long. Will you bottom line it for me? Just yeah. really quick, bottom so line. So bottom line is that we believe that you can have assurance of salvation. Yeah. And so can I are, lose it? Uh, so I would say... <laughs> True, I would, authentic, saving faith cannot be lost. Yes. Yeah. Say that one that, more time. I'm, that's a great way of summarizing it. Yeah, do it again. Yeah. yeah, so true, authentic, saving faith cannot be lost. True, authentic, saving faith cannot be lost. Yeah. Which may be redundant in the true and authentic, but the the point being, like, if, if the Holy Christ, Spirit is really in you, yeah. you cannot evict him from yourself. Like, which then gets, he then sees you to the end. You then beg the question, well, how do I know the Spirit's in me? Which that's a whole other conversation for another time. But yeah, the there's a couple, yeah. couple of things. Perseverance. Yep. Uh, if if you are able to weather the storms and you are still following Jesus and you are still, even though things in life keep on crashing down, but you're still yeah. following and you're still praising him, you're still worshiping, then I would say that's a pretty good indicator. Perseverance is a, yeah. is a strong indicator um, that you are in faith. But then also um, just the idea that we're, uh, in scripture, we read of being sealed by the Spirit. Yeah, um, I think that's what you're referring to, and what you're kind of looking into. I think so. This is how I explained it to somebody, and you guys let me know if I did a poor job of it. Um, I'm sure the way that, great. well, I hope so. The way that I, <laughs> the way that I explained it to somebody, they asked me, okay, well then, how do I know I have the Holy Spirit in me? Where my mind went was, well, you'll see it in the in the fruit. Right, we read about the fruits of the spirit when we talk about the indwelling. What you you receive Christ, He indwells you, and then from that moment, when the Spirit is inside of you, you should begin to see byproducts of it in your life. Right, as we read in Ephesians, we see peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self control. I think there's that. I don't know if that's all of them, but um, is it Ephesians three five? What is it, Robert? Well, you're trying the fruits for of the, the spirit. Yeah, yeah, Galatians yeah. five. Oh, Galatians, 22. I was way off. Yeah, Galatians yeah. five. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I, w- I had the chapter right at least. <laughs> but anyway, the point being is that when, when the Holy Spirit is in you, yeah. you'll begin to see byproducts of, of those things. And it's not to say that, you know, um, I feel like some people get tripped up on this. They're like, oh, well, it's my peace. It's my, it's, it's sure. not yours. It's a byproduct that the Holy Spirit is, it's his fruit in the same way that like if I pick, I have an orange tree in my backyard. I wouldn't pick the orange tree or, the, you know, the orange off of the tree and say like, look yeah. at the orange that I made. That would be ridiculous, right? The tree produced the orange, but I'm partaking of the blessing of being able to cut that orange open on a hot summer day and have a nice orange, right? Um, In the same way, I'm partaking of the blessing of what that tree produces in the same way that I'm being able to partake of the fruit of the Spirit that is His naturally that He brings. So we talk about love, right? That's the first fruit of the Spirit that's in their love. Yeah. I can partake in that. I can say, God, the love that comes from you. Yeah. I'm able to see that in my life. Dude, I think you're spot on. I think you're totally spot on. Uh, Hope I didn't ramble for too long. No, not at all. I, you absolutely know by the fruit. And that's, I mean, that's a good gauge that we can use. Like if I'm meeting somebody for the first time and I'm, I'm kind of yeah. getting to know them a little bit, I'm always looking to, to see if there's a gospel conversation that I can have. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that will be an indicator for whether that conversation happens is, uh, the fruit, yep. you know, is there evidence in their life that they are following Christ? And yeah. so I totally think that's one thing. I, I also think just if you trust the integrity of God's word, yeah. then that's kind of the ball game a little bit there too. Like you, sure. if you trust God's word, it says that you know the Holy Spirit comes upon you when you believe in Jesus. So that's it. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> you you have the Holy Spirit. And so what we didn't finish in the Romans road was oh, yeah. Romans ten. Uh, verse 9, where it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah. That's it. Yep. That, there's another, an asterisk there, that confession that Jesus is Lord is not just saying a prayer, but right. it is the it is the practice of daily, it draws on the Roman practice of Continual declaring confession. that yeah. Caesar is Lord um, every time you walk into like a city or a town or something like that, or yeah. people would greet you by saying Caesar is Lord, and you'd be like, oh yeah, Caesar's Lord, whatever, little Caesars. Um, but but <laughs> oh the practice of with your mouth confessing daily and moment by moment, Jesus yeah, is Lord right. in my life, that's what it is. It's not just a one-time prayer. Yeah. I always got caught up in that. Yeah. I, I for sure used to interpret that verse as like, oh, one time I said Jesus is Lord, I'm chilling. Yeah, but it is totally. it's a daily, not that at all. That's it's a daily submission. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll offer up this too as from the from a worship pastor perspective. Cody uh, Cody Carnes wrote a song recently called Call on the Name. Yeah. And it really walks through like what it means or not necessarily what it means, but just kind of what it looks like when you you know you recognize as we were saying the Romans road, right? It's like I'm I'm falling short. The, I the wages of sin is death. The whole thing that you just talked about. So it's really good. It's called Call on the Name, Cody Carnes. Go listen to it. People ask it's awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah, good stuff. Point three. Yeah. Yeah. Rock yeah. And roll. Preach the gospel to yourself every day. That's the takeaway from point two. Yes. Yep. Point number three. We mirror, and that's the underline there for those of you guys that were following along in the outline. We mirror God's nature through practical demonstrations of love and grace. And so this is uh, verse twelve in First John. Are you still there? I am. First John, can you read that for What's me? Up? Yeah. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. And then there's also First uh, John chapter 3. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, verse 16 through 18. Mm-mm-mm. By this we know, love, that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. You said to 18? Uh, yes. But if anyone has the world's goods 
and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And that's the hypocrisy bit, right? Like, yeah. let's not just let's not just talk about it. Let's be about it. That's my favorite way to put that. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. I mean, John writes a lot in his gospel and also here about like what it is to like how nobody can see God, but we can see who he's like either through Jesus when he's writing in the gospel or here he talks about for us to reflect what we know true. We, what we know is true about God. Yeah. Um, you know, we reflect like his, his unseen attributes, right? Like his character, yeah. something you can't see, but you can mirror it. I think it's a great um, way that, that Chad put it this weekend. So that's uh, some of my initial thoughts about it. What about you guys? Yeah, well, he has five points that he goes through, like some practical stuff. And that's, um, I know we're just kind of like chat appreciation fest over here. But one of the things that I just, I really do appreciate about his communication, it's always, I find very practical. You know, like I'm always walking away going like, okay, I know steps that I can do, um, things that I can look for in my life that'll help me like get closer to Christ. So anyway, um, I have five. Do you want me to read those now or do you want to go and share your thoughts, James? No, rock and roll, man. Okay. So um, point number one uh, is meeting needs. So he'd use the example of like if you're driving on the side of the road and like you see uh, someone from church that you know and recognize that has a flat tire. You're not just rolling down your window as you're driving by at 45 miles an hour. Go, hey, man, that sucks. I'll pray for you <laughs> as yeah. you continue drive. No, he said, no, pull over. Like, go and help that guy out. Like, that's, that's important. <laughs> kind of like the Good Samaritan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally. The priest walks by. Yeah. Yeah. Praying for you. Yeah, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. In my head, though, I'm like, maybe we should mention, like, prayer is obviously a powerful thing, and it should be the first thing we do. But if you can meet a need mm-hmm following prayer yeah that is well this is okay hold on let me let me pat, let me throw something your guys' way and then we can kind of dissect that so as he said um in the very beginning beloved mm-hmm. so he's talking to believers right does that do you guys think that that applies in this case not necessarily that like if i see somebody that i don't recognize on the side of the road that i'm gonna like pull over for somebody i don't recognize but even more so for people that you do recognize in the church i think the latter like, I think it's Paul that writes, um, like, love one another even more so the people who are in the body or something like that. I forget how it's written and yeah, if it's I Paul or not. But, but one of the biblical authors, he, he talks about how you should love others, but even more you should love the people who um, are Christian. And so I think it's that. I think it's like um, meet f- needs when you can, but then especially those who are in the church. What are you going to say, James? Is it Philippians? I don't it know. might be. I think Robert's, I think Robert's on it. it. He's doing yeah. a much better job right. this this week. This time around. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, good, it's good it. It, yeah, I mean, always seek to do good, I think, is that, <laughs> yeah. you know. Oh, do good to those around you. That's, I think, what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it is as well. I, I think of a story. Um, there's a story that I heard one time, and it's from a TV show, and I'm struggling to remember which TV show I've seen it in. Saturday Night Live. No, it's probably um, it's probably one we can't endorse live. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think it's okay. Well, <laughs> not messing with you. Uh, in the political climate, it's probably a foolish one to endorse. Uh, sure. I'm pretty sure it's the West Wing. So I, I oh, love okay. the West oh. Wing, like oh, political yeah. drama, like r- real big fan of it. But in one of the episodes, one of the characters tells a story, and he's uh, talking to uh, a guy who's going through some PTSD and and some stuff going on, and so he brings in a therapist for this guy to kind of help, kind of talk to him about it. But one of the things that he says, he tells the story, is that um, there's a guy walking along and he falls down into a hole, 
and uh, you know he's stuck in the hole and he's like he can't get out and it's based on the Good Samaritan a little bit and so he you know someone comes by like a priest comes by and uh, he's like hey father I'm down in this hole can you help me out and the priest just kind of writes down a prayer and like throws it in the hole and you know goes on his merry way the next person that comes along is a doctor and the guy's like hey doc I'm down here in this hole can you help me out like the walls are so steep he can't get out I'm like hey doc can you help me out doctor writes a prescription and throws it in the hole. And then a friend comes along. The friend jumps in the hole with him. And he's like, what are you doing, man? Like, now we're both down here and we can't get out. And the guy's like, I know, but I've been down here before and I know the way out. Mm-hmm. And so the idea, of, the idea of knowing, even if that person isn't a believer, even if in this context the person on the side of the road isn't in the body of Christ, they're not a believer, I still think the idea that, you know, knowing that we've been, <laughs> we've been there, Right, we've been a, we've been in a spot where we weren't following Jesus before, yeah. uh, and knowing that that person is potentially in that same spot, and with the goal being how to show the love of Jesus to somebody who isn't intimately familiar with it, yeah. I still think that's as worthy a goal as doing it for somebody inside the body as well. And in fact, I sure. think it even becomes more powerful mm. in some ways when you are communicating that to somebody who isn't intimately familiar with the love of Jesus. It's mm. good. Right on. Okay. That'd be my fault. Mm. No, yeah. Well, thank you guys for kind of did you find that verse, Robert. I did. You did. What Ooh. is it? Well, I'm not sure if this. He's is like, I'm not going to tell you. Was it <laughs> Philippians? Yeah, it. Uh, I found this in Galatians. Sounds right. Same thing. Verse ten. Do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Yeah, that's the one. There it is. It was Paul. You got the author right. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. You mean you guess Paul, and it's like half. It's supposed yeah. to the New Testament, but still. Yeah. Galatians, Philippians. Yeah. Right. All right. It's point number two. You guys ready? Yeah, do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Point number two, listen to others. So this is the, the second thing that we can do to um, mirror God's nature practically. Uh, the second, th- or the, excuse me, the third thing is obey the Lord. Uh, fourth is forgive. And five is to pray for others. Mm. Pass it There's over a lot to, to say about any and all of these things. I mean, uh, listening to others to actually listen and relational not to, equity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to think about what you're going to say next, which honestly I will tell you right now, I'm terrible about that. Even in this very podcast, I am 100%. always thinking of the next thing I'm going to say. So repent in front of you guys right now for that. Sorry about that. Dude, there's um, actually, there's a book I'm reading right now. It's not a, it's not a Christian book. It's <gasps> a, it's a secular book. It's oh by a guy. I know, I know. How dare I? Wow. It's by a guy called Chris Voss and he's, uh, used to be a, an FBI negotiator. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. uh, I was telling you about this, I think, you were? Victor, and he, he wrote this book and he's just talking about it, it. The name of the book is like how to negotiate. Like never, it's called never split the difference. And it's talking about negotiation, but actually when you dig into it, it's actually some great resources for, uh, for creating relationship. Cause that's one well, thing negotiators always try to do yeah. is create relationship with the person that's, they're trying to negotiate with or the mm-hmm. person on the other end of it's the classic the Hollywood thing like the hostage situation and the first question totally. they ask is are you hungry can we get you something yeah. to eat are you thirsty yeah like, exactly <laughs> do you like Jen's? Being to build relationships <laughs> yeah, nice. um, like but one of the you know one of the things he kind of gets under there or you know he kind of gets in under the the wire and these tools that he's giving is this idea of listening to understand Mm. Like not listening to with your your next play always in your mind, your next kind of move, but listening to understand. And when you do that, there's something 
there, there's a difference in how your demeanor is. There's a difference in your body language. There are tons of subtle differences that communicate to the other person that they matter enough that you are just giving them your whole attention. You are yeah. giving them every ounce of attention that you have. And by the way, both Chad and Pastor Jeremy are super awesome at this. If you ever talk to them about anything on the weekend, That's true. they are listening to you in order to understand. And they, they make you feel like you are the only person in the world right now worth listening to. Yeah. And it's because they genuinely care it's and they genuinely... Uh, what? You may, never mind. There's don't a worry song? about it. I yeah, it. Don't worry about it. Like right. I'm the only w- girl in the world. Don't worry about it. Never mind. <laughs> I love that you. I remembered that it. Incre- I remembered it incorrectly in my head, and now I'm paying the consequences for it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I. I. I don't know. I think there's something powerful about that when you're like listening to understand, and we could all seek to do that a little more. I think we're all very vocal. Um, very often, but how often do we just sit back and actually listen to the other person and rather than constructing your next chess move? Yeah. Well, it's, it's good that you talk about how we're very vocal. He mentioned how we're like soundbite culture now. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. the crazy thing about like social media is it's training us to care more about like what we say than what others have to say in a way, right? Because it's like all about what we caption it or what we're putting out there or it's all about like yeah. our content. And it's not often like a dialogue or a discussion where um, you're hearing from other people. And I know you hear from people because you follow preachers on context, stuff like that. But let me ask you this. Do you think we've done this to the Bible? Do you think modern culture, modern Christianity has done that soundbite culture to the Bible? Because the, in my mind, the reason I'm asking is because I hear, I hear people quote soundbites out of the Bible. They quote verses out of the Bible uh, that means they lose their original context, they lose yeah. their original yeah. meaning, they lose, I think, some of the, the power of of the text because mm-hmm. it's taken out of where it's housed, and we've made it into a soundbite because it either feels good or matches what we want to communicate at any given time. Yeah. I just feel like we've done that well, to the Bible. I, yeah, and I think that's not a new... I think the soundbite-ism is just kind of exacerbating what we already do to the Bible in the shallow... Because then you could trace that back to the fact that we only let experts teach us the Bible. Like, we only let pastors sure. uh, open the Bible for us. We don't really study it ourselves because there was this whole, like, belief that, um, you know, you send your kids to experts at school. You, you send your kids to expert doctors, and you do all this stuff. Um, so then there was that even before that. I think it's kind of just the latest in a, yeah, watering down of God's Word. I think Well, you're right, though. Well, I think— uh, the other thing that it kind of sparked for me as you were talking about it, James, is uh, the difference between eisegesis and exegesis mm. when reading the Bible. Why don't you explain that? Yeah, and you guys can flag me if I'm incorrect, but um, eisegesis is kind of when you read yourself, your own context into the Bible. And so, for example... Yeah, it's about what I see. That's why they call it eisegesis. eisegesis. No, I'm just kidding. That's not why they call it that. Well, but, but it's, it's, a, hand, it's, it's a handy... Yeah. Um, uh, what's the word? Mnemonic? Yeah. It's a handy mnemonic, but because it's somewhat true. So, for example, when you're reading about like the Jordan River in the Bible uh, and how the Israelites had to cross the Jordan, right? Instead of saying that, like, yeah, the Israelites had to cross the Jordan, I would say something like, I'm crossing my Jordan. Jesus was in the storm with the disciples. That's my storm. Jesus Mm. is in the middle of my storm. And it feels, and it makes scripture very personal, which is 
in in some instances not horrible. I'm not here to vilify that approach because sometimes it's necessary. And then um, exegesis is kind of uh, we lean really heavily on that here at Shelter Cove, which I'm grateful for. But it's where um, instead of us reading ourselves into scripture like eisegesis, well, we take out of uh, scripture, and we have to then conform ourselves to what the context is. That's the, the right. That's the right saying. way to put it. Yeah, um, which we're I not changing a, the Bible based on what we want, but we're changing us based on what the Bible wants. Which I think is biblical, right? We read, um, yeah. you know, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but instead be renewed or transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, I have to transform. I have to change for this versus yep. this changing for me. Yep. Did that? Yep. Here, I think you know yeah. that, man. Yeah. I could have okay. done that better. Okay. Right on. Well, that's kind of and what we, that is. But, but then back to the point of what James was talking about, like we are quick to eise, do eisegesis. Oh, We're quick 100%. to be like, um, you just pick up your Bible and you read like, um, oh man, what's a good example? Anyways, you read some scripture like, um, you know, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to uh, build, a, a, build a future one. for you and make you prosper or something like it's that. And then you one. close your Bible and you're like, oh man, I'm going to get a raise soon and I'm going to get a yeah, bonus yeah, yeah. at work. And you like read yourself into this instead yeah. of seeing the context. And that's why I appreciate even just today when you were reading scripture, you would go back a few verses to get even yeah. just that context can completely change it's huge. what um, yeah. a verse means when you read it and you get down to what it, Right. The author was trying to say, "Yeah." Well, here, let me let me take a second here. Uh, yeah. We've had lots of comments. Oh, oh have man, we really? uh, we're flying yeah, too yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. From Denise, <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> Den- actually, the one that I didn't read from Denise, Nathaniel's mom. For those of Thanks. you who Thanks are not reading uh, that. joining in, you'll have to. Oh, he's about to get into it right now. Well, it's because it was big enough, Victor. So I just automatically didn't uh, oh. read it. Wait, what happened? Uh, she's Denise says worship was spot on, Victor. Oh, oh, so, thank you. Great job, leading Whoa. your team. Wait, hey, mom watches our church. Oh shoot, okay. Yeah, I was giving her a hard time. I thought she was watching her own. She's at her own church, um, but then she must watch well, it back. She's Aww. more Stella. spiritual than you. So. She's like <laughs> double dipping on churches. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank Crazy. you, Denise. That's really sweet of you. No, and we, then, uh, uh, we work really hard to make that a good experience for people. So yeah. someone also said on YouTube, which I guess I got to read it. Hey, Victor, you're a handsome man. Oh shit! Wow. All right, my wife. Was that your brother so too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe your brother wrote it. Maybe. I don't know. My wife thinks so too. So thank you for that. Hello. <laughs> I need a ha- I do the right need, answer to that. <laughs> I do need a haircut though. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna schedule uh, that you here soon. You get the you look cut. lovely. Oh, uh, thanks. Uh, also joining us uh, this morning. All these comments, man. Rebecca's joining us. She says good morning. Brandy, one of our amazing first impressions team. Hey. Uh, she's nice? joining us, and she was asking about why my wife called me a jerk when we first met. So there's that. Uh, Apollo is joining us. Hey, oh, what's, up, what's up, Apollo? What's up, Apollo? Man, I, I haven't heard guy. from you in a while. It's good yeah, to see you, we man. need to do tacos or something soon. Yeah. Uh, Teresa's joining us as well. Hi, uh, Anita's watching us. And then Freddie actually weighs in. Freddie, our uh, yeah. amazing uh, oh, pro presenter wizard back there. Yeah, Freddie. Uh, but Freddie says, listen to others. Freddy. Reminds that sometimes I need to listen to my wife. I think you always need Dude, to listen to your wife, yeah, that's man. Just Amy advice, would agree. Man. <laughs> uh, sometimes our wives need us just to listen to them and try not to oh solve their gosh. problems. Oh, my gosh. I did that this morning. Yeah, Guilty. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Well, Dude, <laughs> I, I know this principle well, yeah. and yet I still continue yeah. to get it so vehemently <laughs> Knowing wrong. Knowing and right. application are two oh, different That's our hypocrisy. <laughs> we're trying to close the yeah, gap, though. Pray for to, us. Yeah, yeah. The give, us, give us some, what is it? Goodness Love and grace. Love and grace. Yeah. That's like a funny. Yeah, yeah and if, if you're not familiar with this principle and you have someone in your life who's just unloading uh, problems or unloading that their day has been awful, sometimes they don't need you to, to weigh in. You just need to listen and hear yeah. it 
Um, and always for my to, wife, yeah. she doesn't need me solving her problems. She knows yeah. who she needs to email to fix things. Yeah. She knows who she needs to talk to in order to make you know things better for that day. She just needs me to listen, yeah. to sympathize, to be there. Uh, and to care for her in an emotional way in that moment. She does not need me trying to fix all of her problems. And that's yeah. the concept. I always forget, but it's always good to just ask that as well. Just be like, hey, as, you know, as you're getting ready to unload this yep. on me, or is, is this something that you like advice and wisdom and help? It's hard to remember. It's so hard to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you can say, hey, is this one of those times where you need me to weigh in or you <laughs> just need me to be here for you? I know yeah. this is honestly, really good. Honestly, yeah. as, as that, that happens, it's usually a foot and mouth for me. Like I've already given all the advice and I'm like halfway through it. And then I, that's when I realize. Oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And then well, honestly, yeah. But, yeah. It, but it plays out well with Erica and I like we'll go through mm. and I'll stop and I'll go. Hey, I'm really sorry. I'll apologize first because mm. that usually tends to help build some of that relational equity back. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry I just did that. I'm realizing now. Do you need me to, to listen to you or would you, would you like me to weigh in? And usually that's enough for her to feel safe to go, oh, he yeah. recognized. Yeah. One. And two, he's asking me now. Like, yeah. I get to input now on this instead of him just yeah. spewing all Man. his thoughts. And Ashley talks about this in that negotiation book I'm reading, funnily it, enough. Yeah. Oh, what's snap. It? Yeah, dispel yeah, that. So it, <laughs> the negotiator's <laughs> like, hey, tell me about what's going, you're going through your head right now with that hostage, but is this something I should fix, or is this just something you want me to listen with? <laughs> well, and hear me right. Like, your marriage is not necessarily a negotiation. I don't think you Feels should that go way. into it. <laughs> not always. Uh, sometimes, sometimes negotiations get hostile. Um, <laughs> negotiations, we're short. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't do never pro Star Wars I, quote oh right God. there. Yeah. Uh, but he actually talks about it. And you're he, breaking my heart. He says he, that's called labeling. So when you're when there's like a presenting behavior, there's something on the surface. And when you're uh, when you come in and say, hey, it seems like maybe you just need somebody to, to listen to you right now and be there yeah. for you. You're labeling that emotion that they're feeling. You're labeling how they're feeling. Um, and that even the act of doing that sometimes not in an assumptive way, not in like a, you know, or a presumptive way, not in a, a prescribing way, but just in a, Hey, it seems like maybe this is one of those times. And then just waiting for the response. That's called yep. labeling the emotion and letting, uh, letting them meet that. And it's, it's disarming. It's yeah. meant to. Yeah, yeah, exactly it, that. It's meant to disarm. To, yeah, it's meant to do exactly that and to, to lower guards a little bit and maybe to help um, that person. Again, it's another form of, of illustrating that you're listening. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, if you're able to do that, it means you're listening. Yeah. And right. So, anyway. Oh, it's great. Don't man. treat your marriage like a negotiation. Well, so, I mean, That's listen, probably a pro tip. Listen, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it is. I'm like, let's do this. And sometimes it is when you're trying to figure out where to go to dinner. It's like, hey, what do you want? Oh, don't oh. even don't even yeah. get me started on the dinner situation. Here we man. go. <laughs> what do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't care. Cool. You want to get like a pizza or something? No. no. You got to do the three, two, one. You, you got to throw out three options. They pick two and you pick the last one. You got to do it. You got to do it. Wait, what? It, what? Three, two, one. So you throw out three options. They pick two, and then you pick the last one. You gotta try that too. Interesting. Yeah, try it. Yeah, I, I Wait, also I forget a, to do that. I but need an example of this. What do you mean? Yeah. So if you're like, "Hey, what do you want to do for dinner?" and they're like, "Oh, I don't know," I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, how about we do like uh, maybe some Mexican food? Maybe we grab a pizza, or maybe we do Italian." And they're like, "Uh," and then I'm like, "Hey, can you pick two of the ones that sound good for you?" And they're like, "What about Mexican or Italian?" Because I want to go out somewhere and not just bring a pizza. You're like, "Oh, great. Let's do Italian then." Yeah, what happens if at the end of that process they go, but Italian doesn't really sound good. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you at that point. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're going to be good at picking those three options in the beginning, I guess. Well, 
Well, I think, yeah. but I think there's something to be said there because oftentimes you come with like, hey, what do you want? It's so broad that sometimes it's death by choices. We used to say that all the time at Apple where it was like yes. you would come in and there would be so many iPhones to choose from, so many iPads. And so people feel overwhelmed because yeah. it's like there's so much to choose from instead of that approach of going, hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. This is that whole Apple thing. And I'm probably I'm not contractually obligated anymore. I've been gone long enough. Yeah. Usually what they did say Did you sign is, an NDA? I, d- I did, actually. So oh, dear. It was a whole thing. Anyway, but it's like five years after you're – it's a oh, whole thing. Sure. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I passed that. Um, but what it is essentially is they, they want to get to know you. So yeah. they ask you, hey, how are you using your current phone? How are you using what you're currently doing? And that way it kind of helps them understand, well, who I'm talking to is an artist maybe or who I'm talking to around here is typically the people that don't compute very much, but they're very like into the business agriculture world. Mm. So then you yeah. say, okay, maybe you don't need a MacBook Pro that's going to help you run like Premiere Pro and like all these crazy programs. Maybe what you need is like an iPad solution because it's going to help you run QuickBooks easier, right? Mm. Yeah. But so you build from that based off of like, okay, I get to know you a little bit more. And instead of now like recommending all the plethora of different products, now I can kind of scope it down to your your needs yeah right so i think that's kind of what you're getting at with all three mm. two one thing is like hey these are the three options that i have that i think would be good tonight what do you want because i know that these are the three things that you usually like to eat yeah what sounds good to you so now it kind of gives her a little bit more of a basis to go oh okay I've, out of those three this sounds great i like that yeah i'm gonna try that yeah dude the whole death by choice thing is a oh that's legit oh, for sure real. dude churches do that Oh, 100%. We, we really are trying not to. James is heading that up, but definitely <laughs> other churches do that for sure. <laughs> it's very you cavalier. S- you've said <laughs> a lot in a very short amount of time. Um, <laughs> trying to give you credit for a good thing, man. Sure. Yeah. I, I guess what you mean by this is that sometimes churches try to do just so, 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 yeah. so much stuff yeah. and, you know, all these kinds of They're like, of yeah, you should get your kids in a group and you should get your kids right. here and you should sign up for this yourself and your husband can be here and your, your you know, you as a wife could be here, but as well as a mom, you could be here. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, sometimes you get so much choice that it's like, uh, Paralyzing. What, what do I do? Right. Yeah. And so this is the difference between in and out, which all roads lead home. I'm going to mention in and out again. Yeah. Uh, in and out. Give me the 15 by 15. The best fries. Who offer three things on their menu. Uh, literally only three things. The one, the two, or the three, right? It's a double-double uh, cheeseburger or hamburger. Mm-hmm. Literally only three things on the menu. And why is the double-double not the number two? Has anybody thought about that? I've ordered the, the wrong time. thing accidentally all, all the, the time. time. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Anyways. Don't. Well, I can't eat dairy, so it's usually just double meat. Continue. <laughs> sure. So you have uh, these three choices. Yeah. But then you go to somewhere like Cheesecake Factory. Now, Cheesecake Factory <laughs> is great, yeah. but they've got... 20 like pages <laughs> yeah, worth say. of menu. And yeah. I don't know about you guys. I, I go to Cheesecake Factory, and maybe it's just because I love food way too much, but I go I there that. and I right open the menu, you. and I'm like, I don't even uh, Do I want the bang, bang chicken and shrimp? Because that's always good. Equally, the orange chicken speaking to me today. That sounds good as well. Yeah. But I also orange like the cheeseburger the spring factory. rolls. That's how we do and, it. Dude, I, they, yeah. there's so many options. And so it paralyzes you. You get that's overwhelmed. Yeah. And I remember when I first came over here from the U.K., uh, nine years ago, one of the big things that I struggled with was how much option there is over here. In the UK, menus are far more limited it's just than they fish are and here. Chips. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty nice. sure that's racist <laughs> <laughs> against English people. Um, 
Oh, Nationalist, gosh. I guess that would be. Fish yeah, and chips right. in it. You could trace it back. Fish I'm and English. Chips in it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, when I first Sorry. came over here, it was super overwhelming. But yeah. yeah, from a church standpoint, churches do this. I don't think we do that here. I think we're pretty uh, clear about next steps and, yeah. and what we're head to first step. What we want hey, for head you. Head to join the family. Totally. And if you haven't been through yeah. any of these things yet, get in contact with us. We'll guide yep. you through what your next step here at the church is. If you're here at the church, you have a next step. Like, I guarantee it. It's Absolutely. just about finding we what do. it is. We do. All of us do. Totally, yeah. we do. My, Robert's I, got a lot. <laughs> Robert's got a lot. <laughs> He's got more than step. most, but still. <laughs> uh, but all that to say, join a group, join a team. That was one of the things that you just talked about, Nathaniel, is knowing which group to join. And um, yeah. that's something that we've been peddling uh, for the last couple of weeks here. And uh, we really want you to be a part of a group. It's important. It's in Scripture that we're to do the Christian life together, that yep. there are people, uh, beloved, those who love, you know, love each other. Yep. Like we're talking about uh, loving each other, supporting each other, lifting each other up. And so if you're not yet in a group uh, here at Shelter Cove, we can get you involved in a group. Get it in is, one. Yeah. If you're not in a group yet, that is your next step, really, yeah. like Just is to, to get in one. Get so. in one, yeah. Whether it's a cove group that'll meet in a house or here, yeah. it's a... Yeah, marriage group for you and your spouse. Don't totally. go to the marriage group as a single person. That would be weird. Um, that would but be. yeah, there's a place for well, you. I think marriage find group. I think even the marriage group accepts uh, dating or, or uh, seriously dating or engaged oh. couples. Maybe. Do they really? I could oh, be wrong. Sick. They've had oh. events that where be, that's that would true. Be, that would so be, I'm yeah, not sure. 100 percent sure that's true yeah. for the the entire group. You'd have to get in contact. We could get you in contact yeah. with uh, yeah. Pastor yeah. Bob, who's our right. marriage ministry um, champion there, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A champion of marriage. Well, yeah. all that to say, guys, this weekend, Chad spoke an incredible... I know we kind of rabbit yeah. a little bit off of the listen to others point, which was really, really good. But yeah. all that to say, um, Pastor Chad spoke an incredible word about uh, a people of love and grace. And I think we have a lot to take away from that. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm. And don't miss... Oh, look at that. Tammy's watching. <gasps> Tammy just Tammy. posted on Facebook. She just posted the link uh, to find your Cove group. Oh, hey, that's Tammy. clutch, Tammy. That's Tammy, clutch. you're so awesome. So for those of you that don't know, Tammy heads up our uh, our groups here at the church. She's our yeah. groups director. And she's the person who can get you into a group. If you'd have yeah. come to me and said, hey, I need to get into a group, like you said, I would <laughs> I say, you awesome. to Tammy. Talk to Tammy. Tammy, <laughs> yeah. I got somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, that's how that would work. So uh, thanks, love Tammy, you, Tammy, for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, but make sure you get into a group. We have one more week of this vision series. We do. Uh, and we've been talking about it. We talked about it all weekend. Pastor Jeremy and I said this from stage. Um, I think we even talked about it here just now. This is a do not miss weekend. Yeah. You cannot afford to miss this weekend. We have a surprise uh, up our sleeves, which we're on lockdown on. We're not going to tell you. Yeah, don't bother that. asking us. We can't tell you. Yeah, yep. no, we're just not going to do it. It's one I of those, it's it literally is. like, um, the, what is it, the spies who say, like, if we tell you, we'd have to kill you. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's one of those things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, don't, don't even bother asking. But make yeah. sure you're here to find out what that is. And it's just going to be a great weekend. And Family dedication. people yeah. for that reason. So we have lots of, yeah. did you say family dedications just now? Family dedications. Yeah, so we have family dedications happening, which is always such a pleasure to see and witness and be a part of. And then, yeah, yeah. that special surprise. So be here. Yeah. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. And come say yeah. hi. We'll yeah. be at the, hey, I'm well. always around at the New to Shelter Cove kiosk, which is out here in our lobby. Mm -hmm. um, I'm Pretty always, yeah, it's a great spot. I'm always there meeting people. And so come say hi. We yeah. have a gift for you if it's your first time into the building, yep. if you happen to be listening and you haven't yet visited us. Yeah. Mm, nice. Likewise, if you're watching this right now, please make sure to send this to somebody that you know and that you love. 
and uh, that you feel like would benefit from this. I know that we say that yeah. every week, but please do that because it helps us and um, just kind of helps people get connected to what God's doing here uh, through the Word, and that's a really, yeah. really great thing. And the so, heart behind it is yeah. always just get a little deeper into Scripture. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And to have some fun sometimes, too, talking about French fries and that's what right. other And last thing I'll say is if you're watching this and you want to write in the comments what hat James should wear next week, just let us know that. What hat? What hat I should yeah. wear? Yeah. Where'd you know, that I, come from? I, I just made it up. Off, I also think dome. it's. I also think it's kind of sad that the last thing you said wasn't "I love you, mom." That she's been watching this whole time. I know. Time. And your no, da- she I'm, even said I'm your dad's die watching as well. I say that. Both your parents are watching. Both your parents, and you had no shout yeah. out for him. Okay. Denise, I love you. You're great. Before you think yeah, I'm a Denise, bad son, I call my mom every single week, and we talk about life. So sure, nice try. Nice try. Denise, we need you to corroborate that for us. I was gonna. She's say, gonna tell I, you I'm not super good at calling every week, but yeah. Before you think I'm a terrible son. Just saying, she hasn't commented anything yet based off of that. Cut the feed. <laughs> I love you, mom and dad. All right, hey guys, we love you for watching and, and just for being here and hang, tagging along with us, hanging out. It's yeah, been a good time. So yeah, absolutely. And don't forget this weekend, Saturday night, six p.m., Sunday morning, 8 30, 10, and eleven thirty a.m. All right, we Woo. love you guys. We'll catch you then. Peace. Bye. Bye.